Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with Sam Sorbo. This is part of our Meet the Cast lineup. And this has been fun because we're actually really getting to know Sam, her personal story. Um, and, and Monday's episode, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen. But we talked about how how she and I met. And then we talked about how she and Kevin met one another. And, you know, Sam, I want to say something. Um, again, you know, we were talking about people stalking other people and people wanting to know like really who these people are um, on, on a real human life level, yes. um, not just who they see in the media. And I'm, I'm gonna brag on you for a minute, Sam. I know oh. that you'll be fine with that. <laughs> Sam and I have gotten to spend quite a lot of time together. We've been to several conferences together. We've talked on the phone many times. We've podcasted together. We've, we've just talked on the phone as friends. And I just want to say, you are the real thing. You are your passion for your family is real. It's not something that you just portray. You are an actress, but that's not something that you act out. I've gotten to be with you and your family and I've gotten to know you really well and I really admire the Sorbo family because, you know, Garrett worked in the Hollywood no, industry. It's just that I'm that good of an actress right. though. <laughs> well, you're good at it then. <laughs> Garrett, having worked in the Hollywood industry for so long, he he would come home with stories all the time. And I know you've seen him as well. It's a pretty terrible industry to work in um, for most people. You talked about Kevin working 20 hours a day. It, it, it puts such a demand on your family, on your time, on every part of your being and on marriages. And, you know, Garrett worked with people who they either had not been married or they were divorced or they were married, but never really saw their family. As a matter of fact, I don't know how many know this, but Garrett, the reason he left the Hollywood industry was because it was tearing, it wasn't tearing up our family as far as like, you know, our marriage on the rocks or anything like that, but he was just never home. He was missing out on his girls growing up and it, I couldn't go with him to all of these jobs that he had. And so it was very difficult on our family and you know, it was fun. He enjoyed what he did, but it was not worth the sacrifice. And the thing that I appreciate most about you, and I want to have you kind of talk a little, talk through this a little bit, is you and Kevin have been married now for how many years? 23, I think. Okay. That's a long time. I mean, that in Hollywood years, that's a yeah, really, yeah. really, really long time because most Hollywood couples don't stay together. Some do, but very few don't. And it's because of the demands of the job. And people, I think, tend to, you know, they want to point fingers and place blame and stuff, um, which is easy to do. But if people are on the other side of it and understood how very difficult that industry is to be in, no matter what side of the camera you're on, they would understand how difficult it is. And one of the things that I love about you guys is that you made a commitment early on um, that you wouldn't be apart for more than so many weeks or days. Um, so what has sustained you for 23 years of marriage, three kids later, and 
still doing what you guys love, but both of you have also become advocates for so many different things. We'll talk about that too. Um, but what has sustained your marriage for so long? Well, just our commitment, you know, uh, and probably our devotion, uh, to God, right. Common ground. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I would say just the commitment, uh, you know, I chose him, uh, so he's mine and you can't have him and I'm going to keep him. Uh, and I, and you know, he feels the same way about me. Yeah. So, and like I said before, we're, we're ideally, we're really compatible. Mm -hmm. Um, and we fight sometimes. It's not that, it's not that everything is rosy all the time, but I will say that when we first decided to get married for that year that I was engaged, well, up until he got sick, um, for the first eight months of our engagement, I was trying to figure out how it was going to work because I was a successful actress. I'd been on Chicago Hope for a full half season. Um, I'd come very close to landing. Uh, I mean, I, I actually had landed uh, series regular roles that um, the one that they decided not to do the series, another one, uh, they changed it up right before they went to production. You know, like, so So I was getting very close to, to how do I put it? Um, having commitments. Right. That, that we're going to make things harder to work around. And, but even so, I mean, I was a successful actress, which meant, you know, I might be able to audition on Monday, but then say Tuesday, I go to New Zealand, but then I get a call back for Friday. Mm -hmm. How, how am I going to make that work going back and forth from LA to New Zealand? Right. And, you know, he wasn't saying, well, you're just going to have to give up your career because he was raised to not say things like that to women, uh, you know, like, um, but he certainly wasn't going to give up his career and right. he had a commitment that he'd made to do the show. So, so when he got sick and I realized, oh, oh wait, so this solves everything because now I'm just devoted to him and seeing him get better mm -hmm. and being his cheerleader and trying to nurse him and manage, uh, you know, manage as much as I can, his health and his recovery, it cleared all of that up which then forced me to really recognize there ought to be some parameters. You need to prioritize marriage. Mm -hmm. It must be a priority. So Garrett figured it out. He's like, yeah. well, my career here is calling on me at a, at an 80% level, yeah. but I need to give my marriage. I want to give my marriage 30%, which means that I I'm negative 10. Right. If I continue with my career at 80, so I need to knock my career down to 70. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, those are rough figures, sure, but, sure. Um, but you see what I'm saying? There's a yeah. play in there. And so we purposed when we first got married, I said, okay, here's the deal. We will not be apart for more than two weeks at a time mm -hmm. at any given time. And I remember, um, so he would get parts and I would bring the kids and it was fun because once you purpose that, mm -hmm. Then it's just a matter, you're, you're, you're basically, you're in for a penny, in for a pound. So every time you went away, it was like, okay, so when are we going to join you? And it yeah. wasn't like, well, let's wait two weeks. It was more like, well, listen, you're going to be gone for five. Let me just come for the middle three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, well, okay, I can take the, you know, we'll just give up the last two weeks. No, no, it was, it was really like, let's just try to lessen the time that we are apart. And that was, that was for the kids. I mean, yeah. it was for us. But then it turned into when we had kids, it was for the kids. Right, right. And then when I started homeschooling and, you know, he was a bit, I mean, he was skeptical. Yeah. He was like, well, you can we do your, <laughs> you know, you do you, Sam, whatever, but I don't know. 
And I said to him, well, just try it for the first semester. We'll see how it goes just for the fall. He very quickly understood because he traveled a lot. He did. He was doing speaking and he was doing golf tournaments on weekends. Mm -hmm. And he quickly understood that if he's gone weekends Mm -hmm. and the kids are in school all day during the week, he doesn't see them. And so this way we could do school. I would do school with the kids when daddy was gone. Mm -hmm. Then daddy would come home and he could take them to the amusement park or take them out golfing or take them, you know, so, so it changed. And this is what I think people, a lot of people miss because they're still trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Yep. No, go out and get a round peg. Yeah. Redesign your life to fit the narrative that you want to serve and it'll be much easier. And so the narrative that we were serving was our marriage comes first. That's our priority. Our children come first. That's our priority. And then once we started doing that, it, it just, it self-resolved. It just yeah. became so. So the first time that we are more than two weeks apart in our marriage may be right now. Oh, wow. Because he's up in Calgary right now shooting Left Behind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm flying that. up there on Sunday. I think that will be less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. He is away for the kid from the kids and the kids aren't going. Um, and so he will be away from the kids for that long. Yeah. But that's, that's the first. Right. And you know, the kids are pretty, pretty much grown. Tavy just turned 16. So yeah, yeah. they're okay with it. Sure. Also, you know, when we, when we first started dating and being engaged, we had AOL uh, yeah. you've got mail. <laughs> there was no Ding. FaceTime. You've got mail. Uh, the long distance phone calls were expensive. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And now you've got FaceTime, which actually goes a long way. Yes. It's, yeah. it's not the same, but sure. it does go a long way. So yeah, that's awesome. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Sam. Um, You know, it's really neat to hear uh, just the commitment that you and Kevin have to one another, and then the commitment that you have to your kids, because I know that both of you, like we talked about in episode one, you both have a really good relationship with your children because you've put so much effort into it. And praise God for homeschooling, because man, yeah, you, you, your kids would not know him at all. They would know no. you somewhat, you know, but even if you had decided to take that career path of, of acting, and stayed with that, which I know you still, you still do acting, but you've made your kids a priority. And you know that I was, I don't know, I was doing an interview yesterday and we were talking about this and I said, you know, we will never get this time back with our kids ever again. You can always go back to doing what you've done. You can always go back into to acting. You can never get your kids back again. They're only children for a short time. And once you lose that influence, you know, again, I'm going to say it because we've said it so many times and I want this number to stick over 16,000 hours you spend away from your kids if they go to school from kindergarten through 12th grade. And that does not include sports or any extracurricular activities. That's just the academic day. 
you would have lost all that influence on them. By the way, they've been in school. Do you know the number of hours it takes to achieve uh, what they call proficiency or expert status? How many? Do you know that figure? Total number of hours devoted to like tennis to, or oh, to no. a craft. Or no, whatever. how many? 10,000. That's the number that they say yep. um, is for uh, gaining proficiency. And so my wow. point is the schools put in 16,000 hours on your kids. Yep. Schools, the schools rule. Yep. And that 16,000 hours is time that you don't have. Mm-hmm. How much time do you have? Right. Because it's a lot less than that. It's a lot less than that. Yes. Well, and it's less and less, right? So, so yeah, when they're kindergarten and it's half a day, the parent maybe, maybe gets a half day, but then there's nap time and then there's dinner time. Right. Maybe, you know, you, you eat with the kid, but then the kid goes and plays and right. so, so it's less, right? But then teenagers, then they're on their phones, they're with their friends and they've, and they've been weaned away from the parent by the school. Yeah. And they look at the parent through this, this, kind of a disdainful lens yeah. because of what the school is sure. telling them. Yeah. And so, so the, so even the time that you get to spend with them is mm-hmm. compromised time. Yeah, absolutely. So let's shift a little bit. I want to actually talk about your kids. Um, cause your kids are awesome. I love them. They, I've met them. Um, where, where are they now? I want you to talk maybe kind of in relation to homeschooling because homeschooling has really allowed you to not just foster a relationship with them, but help guide them through, you know, I, I know I love that you even talk about teaching your kids apologetics and the importance of that, really guiding them to who they are created to be. And so now they're what, 16, 18 and 20? Are those their 16, ages? 17 and 20. Yeah. 16, 17 and 20. Um, talk through that. Talk about your kids and what they're doing and, and where you see them heading. So I will say that, um, yeah, apologetics, look, this is, this is the bill of goods that we've been sold. This sort of lie that education is all about math, STEM, getting a job, uh, which by the way, the education system doesn't teach children how to get a job or how to hold a job. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all kind of this big ruse that, that reading, writing, and arithmetic, right. Mm -hmm. When education really ought to be about empowering the individual to, in the pursuit of happiness, as the founders put it, right? Be, be the best version of you, not be what the system sees you as, Mm -hmm. right? So, so, and apologetics is of course a part of that because we want our children to believe in God and, you know, and it, it stems from this idea that, um, 80% of professing Christian youth, uh, who are professing Christian youth, youth, when they graduate high school, leave the church by the time uh, they're done with college. Right. 80% yeah. of huge. the children who say that they are Christian, right? That doesn't count all the kids who are totally aren't Christian by the end of high school. Right. But these are the ones who say they're Christian. They're not Christian. Sure. They know what to say and when to say it and how to say it. So, and that's, that's a travesty mm-hmm. because um, I got to tell you, the non-Judeo-Christian ethic doesn't have a leg to stand on evolution doesn't believe in equality or freedom. Right. So if you tell me that you're just, oh no, I believe in science because evolution, then I got to tell you you're pro-slavery and I've, I, I don't know what to do with you. Right. <laughs> I'm not pro-slavery, but you don't have a leg to stand on. You have no argument against slavery. Anyway, I was going down a rabbit hole. So my <laughs> kids, what I love about my kids is 
um, and this is the paradigm that I'm encouraging parents. You know, you talk to your children as you raise them. You talk to them as if they're young adults. You talk to them as if they're adults, but they don't have experience. And in that way, you you foster in them an adult attitude, so they don't need the way the the halfway house to adulthood. Mm-hmm. They're they're premature adults, right, all the way through. And so you bring them apologetics. You talk to them about the reason that we know that God exists, not that it's a belief system, that it's a knowledge, that it's an understanding, mm-hmm. and that it's the best argument for life as we know it, much better than any other argument out there. And in that way, you empower your children. You empower them to be a, to be a powerful voice. Mm-hmm. My kids are leaders, even though they don't want to be. Yeah. They can't help themselves. But the reason that the children reach out to my kids is because they sense that there's some real solid solidity there. And that's, and, and that's what I love. And so somehow I've managed to engender that in them. And it's not me, of course, mm-hmm. it's the truth. And of course, we know that the truth is Jesus Christ. So it's a, it's a, it's a euphemism for Christ in them. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, my, my teaching them is a euphemism for them growing closer in their walk with God, really. Because that's that's ultimately that's what education is. Education yeah. is uh, our growing closer to God, yeah. our discovering God. That's what education should be. Sure. And and um, and that's why I can guarantee you that that's not what we're doing in our schools. Yeah. We're doing the opposite. We're trying to grow children away from God. Right. Right. Which is child abuse. Right. In my book. Yeah. So um, so let's see. My twenty year old is on a speaking tour. He's his own person. He decided against going to college. Uh, he was going to go to college and then he eventually changed his mind. And he said to me, mom, the reason that I'm not going to college is because I just don't see the point in mm-hmm. giving people a ton of money to teach me how to go out and make enough money to pay them back. Yeah. <laughs> and I you couldn't did argue teach with him his how logic. to think. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't argue with his logic. And frankly, um, he did say to me that he wanted to be an actor. And I said, well, you don't need a college degree for that. Right. So, um, <laughs> Does he still middle... want to do that? Yes. Okay. Um, my middle child. And in fact, he's acting in uh, the Left Behind movie. So he's very oh. excited about that. Okay. Uh, my middle child is an engineer, but he, I think we discussed already mm-hmm. that he's purposed perhaps not going to college yeah. at that end either. And there's a part of it, like he really likes the cutting edge stuff that's happening right now, the mm-hmm. VR stuff and the... 3D printing stuff. And mm-hmm. he's pretty advanced in that. He's been educating himself online and yeah. already. Amazing. And so what he's realized, what he's maybe realizing is that the universities can't help, but they lag a little bit behind. So unless you find somebody in the university who is cutting edge for what you want, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to get the cutting edge stuff. Yeah. And so you have to be very purposeful when you're choosing college or university. You have to mm-hmm. be purposeful about what you're spending your money on. Yeah. And so he's being discerning in that. And then um, Tavi is, as you know, she's she's an extraordinarily gifted artist. Yeah. Her brain works entirely different than mine. She's been a struggle for me in terms of uh, teaching me that it's not my job to teach her. Mm-hmm. This is a big shift in the in the home education mm-hmm. paradigm that it took me a while to figure out. And I'm I'm really on a on a crusade to enlightened parents. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be the know-it-all. Like that's our paradigm is that there's an expert that knows everything. And so if we're going to bring the kids home, we have to be that expert. Right. 
that's a false paradigm. That's a misleading paradigm. And so Tavi was the one who got to teach me that. Yeah. I mean, this is the beauty of the self-teaching model is that I'm learning from my kids maybe as much now that they're older Mm -hmm. as they ever learned from me. Yeah. And the other thing, Yvette, that I want to say, this is a new thing that I've been saying to people is you can't learn, you won't learn anything that you don't want to learn. You have to first choose to learn. Mm -hmm. And so putting our kids in school and thinking that they will learn is, is absurd on its face. It's absurd. Right. But you know, we've all been schooled to do the thing that we're trained to do, which is put your kids in school, put your kids in school, put your kids in school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it, trust the experts, trust the experts. Yeah. I think it offers so much freedom um, to parents to know that they don't have to be experts at everything. In fact, because so many parents don't homeschool. Yeah, you shouldn't be, right. I mean, no one can be. But so many parents choose not to homeschool because they feel like they're just inadequate. You know, I'm not smart enough. I don't know how to teach all these subjects. And if more parents would realize, oh, you have everything you need to teach your kids, more parents would do it. But we're out of time. That's why my my book is called uh, uh, Teach, sorry, They're Your Kids. A, an inspirational journey from self-doubter. Yeah, right. The homeschool advocate. Amen. Right? Amen. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. Um, we will be back because we are out of time. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about your books. And I want to talk about just some other things that your family is doing um, that's making an impact in the world today. So thank you for joining me again today, Sam. Thank you listeners for joining us. We will be back tomorrow with more of Sam. Again, if you have not yet checked out the movie, go to Schoolhouse Rocked. It is now available to the world. We're so excited. Watch the movie. Be encouraged by it. Invite your friends over. Send it to them as a gift. And um, I hope it really does impact you guys. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.